0: to a Daughter's Dilemma podcast where we talk about the relationship between mother and daughter and their interactions in between. I am Nefra, the mother.
1: And I'm Rodney, the daughter.
0: And today we're going to do true crime.
1: Today okay. is a true crime day.
0: Yes, I'm excited. Yay. I'm excited. I'm excited.
1: All right. So I'm just going to jump right in because yes, this story right is just a lot. Okay. Okay, so Heather Mack was born in 1995 in Oak Park, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. I found, in one article I found that she was born in March. In another article I found that she was born in October. I wasn't really able to nail down her birth month, but she gives me very chaotic Libra energy. So we're going to say it's October. Um, We're going to say it's about a month after I was born. You know, why not? Um, She was born to father James Mack. He was a jazz composer and a chairman at the music department of Harold Washington College. And her mother was Sheila Von Weiss Mack. Okay. 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 So Heather, Sheila, and James... No, sorry. Heather was Sheila and James's only child. Um, They loved her. They doted on her. And... She was always described by everybody who knew her as a daddy's girl. She could get anything she wanted at daddy's request, just with a daddy please. And she got it. Um, When Heather was young, James was diagnosed with cancer. I found in some sources it said pancreatic cancer. In others it said colon cancer. Um, So it was found that James had late stage cancer. Okay, Okay. when Heather was young. So the family decided that they wanted to spend as much time together as they could as James's health started to decline. Um, On August 6th, 2006, James suffered a pulmonary embolism while at a hotel with his wife and his daughter um, in Athens, Greece, and he sadly passed away. Okay. Um, Heather was 10 years old at this time. So, after James's death, Heather and Sheila's relationship really became more and more strained. Um, Heather started to fall into a depression, and her relationship with her mother got really rocky. Heather would be out partying, skipping school, drinking, doing drugs, and as time goes on, Heather's behavior only becomes worse. Um, she begins to frequently steal her mother's credit cards, and there are also frequent calls to the police about Heather's violent behavior.
0: Who's calling?
1: The mama? Sometimes the mom is calling. Sometimes his neighbor's calling. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They just always getting called. Okay. Somebody come get this girl. Gotcha. Um, okay. So while Heather was out partying one night, she meets Tommy Schaefer. Okay. AKA Tommy Mac. That's what I heard his rap name was. Okay. Um, but he was an aspiring rapper. He was, I believe he was about 18 or 19, same age as Heather. Um, And he was the total opposite of Heather as far as how he grew up. So he grew up in the city of Chicago. Um, He had a single mom who had other kids. Um, His mom did send him to a nicer school, but that's Mm -hmm. because she wanted him to get a better education than I guess what the city schools could provide. Um, But other than that, he pretty much knew poverty his whole life. So him and Heather were both complete opposites in that way. But a few months before Heather and Tommy met Tommy's girlfriend Rachel Had actually died in a traffic accident Oh wow Okay And so I think that his loss of his re- most recent girlfriend, mm-hmm. coupled with her ongoing grieving of her father, who right. was a mu- musician, who was a black man, who was, you know, all these great things, I think that that's what kind of caused them to... Bond. Right. They mm-hmm. had a trauma bond, and... Yeah. Yeah. They were really dependent on each other. They started spending all of their time together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so Heather and Tommy would drink and party and do drugs, and they would do it all on Sheila's dime. Okay. Sheila had 11 theft cases against Heather, um, but she never really followed through with any of the charges that she put on Heather. So, okay. Sheila, overall, over the entire span of them, I guess, living in Chicago, um, they Sheila called the police 87 times on her daughter. Wow. But never insisted on pressing charges. Mm-hmm. She... I did find that she was in an outpatient treatment facility for mental health, um, that she was getting treatment for her depression and whatever else she had going on. That was really the only thing I could find she was officially diagnosed with was depression. Yeah. Um, But every time a doctor would recommend or the police would recommend or social services would recommend that Heather goes and stays in an inpatient facility, she was like, nah, I'm good. We got it. We can handle it. It's cool. But you've called the cops 87 times.
0: Until it's not. Yeah. Okay. I'm not understanding why she wouldn't
1: just. Do something different.
0: Do something different and let her daughter go. Yeah.
1: No. Wow. She wouldn't.
0: Okay. So, so 87 times, everyone's recommending that she goes into a facility. Mm Mm-hmm. And her mother's like, no.
1: Yeah, her mother's like, nah, we got it.
0: Okay, gotcha.
1: It's all good. But at the same time, it wasn't all good. So there was one incident where uh, Sheila had called the police on Heather because Heather had supposedly lost this bet to some guy. Mm -hmm. And so she owed him $1,000, which miraculously $1,000 in cash came up missing from Sheila. And then Sheila walks in Heather's room and finds her taking naked pictures of herself to send to this guy okay as part of the bet okay so she got some child porn charges thrown on here okay she never admitted to taking the thousand dollars but it was still missing she was like i took the credit cards but i didn't take the cash i'm like right yeah because it matters right Right. (laughs) because it freaking matters um let's see and so Sheila would email her friends, um, and she would tell them that she was worried about her daughter, that she was worried about her behavior, she didn't know what to do. Um, And one friend in particular named Elliot that she would often email, she said that she didn't know what to do and that she was afraid for her life. Um, Gotcha. Okay, there were several incidents where Heather had bitten her mother. Had slapped her mother. And there was one incident where she had pushed her down and her mom broke her arm. Um So, Sheila rightfully so was scared. But no, she's she also knows. not
0: doing the right thing. Yeah, she's not that scared.
1: She can't be. She
0: can't, she can't be. possibly be that scared, right? 87 times. <laughs> you can't be scared. You, you can't. You can't. And then don't follow the advice.
1: That the professionals
0: are giving come you. Come on. You yeah. can't. You, no. No. Okay.
1: So finally, Sheila decides that she's had enough, and so she needs to do something to fix the relationship between her and her daughter. So she decides, let's go on a vacation. So Sheila offers Heather a two whip two week vacation in Bali. You know, all expenses paid for, anything goes. Let's go kick it. And Heather seems really excited. She seems really down to go, and so they book the flight. Um, they bought two, sorry, Sheila, bought two $10,000 flights for the both of them to get to Bali, as well as a 14-day stay at the St. Regis Hotel, a five-star resort, which mm-hmm. comes out to about $1,000 a night. Okay. okay. Okay? Um, According to the pictures that they did have from the trip, they looked happy. There was one photo, photo of them, and they're standing by the sunset, and they have matching dresses on, okay. and then they have pictures of them at dinner. It seemed like they were really starting to improve their relationship right so around 3 a.m on the seventh day of the trip sheila goes down to the front desk of the resort and she asks the desk clerk if she had seen her daughter now the death desk clerk says no i haven't seen your daughter but i do have another room here booked under your name and so with divine timing here comes heather And she walking hand-in-hand with Tommy. Okay. Tommy. Tommy Mac, the boyfriend. Tommy Schaefer, the boyfriend, yes. Okay. And so, Sheila does what you just did. She's like, what the heck is going on? Right. Why is Tommy here? I know he ain't got no money. How did he get here? Why is he here? I'm trying to get you away from this boy. And you keep running back to the boy like, what's going on? So, in the back of Sheila's mind, she knew that she had paid for Tommy to get there. She knew that Heather had stolen her credit cards again. Wow. Um, and she was, in fact, correct because that's exactly what Heather did. She booked another room under her mom's name with her mom's credit card. Right. At this $1,000 a night hotel, okay, mm-hmm. and bought him a $12,000 business class ticket to Bali. So, of course, there's there's a lot going on. So now, Sheila is, of course, understandably very upset. Heather is saying whatever ever Heather says. Not really sure. Um, Tommy <laughs> right. is apparently in this argument, but, like, you own somebody else's dime, so how are you? You ain't really got a fight here. Right. Um, so finally, Heather's like, oh, my God, Mom, you're embarrassing me. Let's just go back to the room. So they go back to the room, Okay. Mind you now, this is all happening in the lobby, okay? okay, up until they go back to the room. So they go back to the room, and the three of them go back to Heather and Sheila's room. Um, and then a few minutes later, Tommy leaves and goes back to his room on the third floor. CCTV footage shows Tommy leaving the hotel room on the third floor and going up, back up to Sheila and Heather's room on the sixth floor. Um, there's a lot of motion, a lot of leaving, coming back, leaving, coming back. And then eventually Heather goes down to the front desk and asks if she can borrow some duct tape. And then after that, <clears throat> she goes back up to the room and eventually the couple leave the hotel room and they have a suitcase. And this suitcase is one of those hard, hard suitcases. It's mm-hmm. got the wheels on it. You know, you put the little thing up, and you walk it. Right. Um, and it's wrapped in a white sheet. And the white sheet is also duct taped around. Okay. Real casual. You know, like everybody packs their suitcase like that.
0: Everybody. Everybody. Sheet around their Suitcase. <laughs> suitcase.
1: Yeah. And duct tape it in Bali. Absolutely I mean that's just the That's thing just to regular do. Degler, right? Right. So they go down to the lobby and they flag down a cab driver cab driver who had just dropped off some other guests. Um, they load the suitcase into the cab into the trunk of the cab driver's vehicle. And then they say, hey, we'll be right back. We got to go check out, whatever. They said something, they ran away. Cab driver sits and he waits. He's waiting about 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And he's like, okay, where are these kids? So he goes to get the suitcase out of the trunk. And he notices that the white sheet that's just so casually wrapped around the suitcase has blood stains on it. So, he calls the police, and inside, the police find the folded, bloody body of Sheila Von Weiss Mack. Wow. Yes. <clears throat> so. Wow. That's all I can. <laughs> wow. Give me your thoughts. How are okay. you feeling?
0: Okay. So um, I'm feeling trauma. I'm yeah. feeling repression. I'm yeah. feeling anxiety. I got... <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, we always want to think about what were you thinking, mm-hmm. but you had to be in a place. In a deep place. And not only her, you know, Heather, but mom's in a deep place. hmm To not get her the necessary help that she needs. Yeah. Like, it didn't have to end like this. It did not. You know, we got to be willing to to do the work to get the healing that we need. You know, I just, you know, and I get dad passed away, but there's some responsibility there too, because you can't be giving your kids everything that they want. They have to learn that he worked for what he had. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't. He wasn't sitting around. He was a composer, a musician, you say?
1: Yeah, he was a jazz composer. Yeah. They had, he had several Grammys. This he man was, very, was doing life. He was really doing life. But yet
0: all they could see was what he produced. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. You know, I hope now she knows the significance of her father's work, but like this is literally sleepwalking through life. Like this is literally. this is this is what it looks like. Yeah absolutely yeah this is what it looks like yep okay keep going so they find her body in the suitcase jesus okay all right
1: so at the hotel where the women were staying um because it's a tourist attraction the resort takes pictures of everyone's passport who checks in so the police go and they ask hey how many old white women you got the front desk is like here are all the old white women and sheila is the only one who cannot be accounted for So they get a key to her room, and they go to check it out. In Sheila's room, the police find blood everywhere. There's broken glass. They look like there's clearly been a struggle. Um, But they also find a safe in the hotel. And in the safe are the passports for Sheila and Heather Mack. Okay. So as they were checking the security footage, they're like, "We got to check security footage, see what really went down here." Um, they are also simultaneously trying to check down, track, track down Heather and Tommy to see where they had gone. Okay. So when they're looking at the TV, at the CCTV footage. Um, Uh, like I said, they're trying to find Heather and Tommy, and so they're trying to figure out where they could go. Clearly, you can't go anywhere, because you left your passport. So, like, what was the plan, if you leaving your passport in the room? Um, but the footage shows the couple, after they put the suitcase in the cab, they ran away, um, they jumped a wall, and then hailed another cab that was heading in the direction of the airport. So... Mm-hmm. The cops obviously know that she can't get on a plane without a passport, but she's in the local area. Right. So uh, they are then, they then check into a low budget motel. Okay. And the desk clerk at the motel is like, hey, y'all remember them people y'all was looking for? That's all over the news with their name and their faces. Well, their names and their faces just checked into the hotel. They are
0: clearly not bright.
1: Under Sheila's credit card.
0: They are clearly not bright. (laughs) Not bright at all. The dumbest crime ever. Like I just, I'm in awe listening <laughs> to this story. Like they are just clearly not thinking. Probably on drugs. Probably. And just really not thinking. Just like this no, makes no thought, sense. No like, follow through. No. Where you thought no. you was gonna go? Like you didn't think nobody was gonna
1: come. It get worse for you. It gets worse. Like I don't. Okay, it gets worse. <laughs> oh my. Okay, keep going. Okay, so once they are picked up and arrested from the hotel. Um, they immediately tell police that they don't know what happened to Sheila, that they were kidnapped by gangsters in the Bali area, and so they were able to fight them off and to run away, but then they didn't know where Sheila was, and so they was at the motel, hiding from the people who kidnapped them.
0: Girl! I love seeing your faces doing these things. I, I'm like, What? <laughs> Like, this yeah. is one of the dumbest criminal type deal, but
1: they're not criminals, so... You right. Know. So, the okay. police are like, oh, yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. But, like, we have CCTV footage of YouTube being the only people entering out of that room and you putting your mom in the trunk of this car, essentially. So, right. what what are we doing here? And so, once they pre- present the footage, everything changes. Um, so... They tell the police that after they went upstairs from the lobby, they were arguing, they were still arguing, um, but they were trying to tell Sheila that they had brought Tommy out to Bali to surprise her and tell the, and tell Sheila that Heather was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Instead of happy, though, Sheila loses it. She starts attacking Tommy. She's hitting him. She's calling him racial slurs. Who do you think you are that you can get my daughter pregnant? Heather, why would you get pregnant by this guy? He doesn't even have anything. You're both so stupid. And then Sheila starts to strangle Tommy. Heather says that she then runs into the bathroom. She's so afraid. Oh my god, I'm so scared. What's happening? And Tommy says that he reaches up and he grabs a fruit bowl and he hits Sheila over the head. Okay. Now when he hits her once, he don't just hit her once. He hit her till he can't hit her no more. Okay? Wow. Remember there was glass all over this hotel room, fruit bowl destroyed. Right? So this is their story. This is what Tommy and Heather say what happened. Okay. Okay, cool. So, the police are like, "Mm, you kind of just lied to us, so we got to check this out. I mean, it sounds plausible, but mm, we don't really know what to believe. Right. But that's the story that they're giving. So, the medical examiner's report um, did show that there was blood force trauma on her head and on her body that was... Consistent. With the the fruit bowl. Yeah. Exactly. Um In one article, they also said that there was also evidence that they had had sex on the bed after Sheila had died. Sick. Straight to jail. Anyway. So, they go to check out the story. They're like, okay, well, first of all, let's figure out if you're pregnant or not. Since this whole thing has to do with the pregnancy. Let's figure out if you're pregnant. So they give her a pregnancy pregnancy test. Heather is, in fact, pregnant. And so they take her to a jail while they do more investigating. And then they eventually go to trial. The trial starts, and they are facing an Indonesian trial. And in Indonesia, they are really hard on crime, especially, like, drugs, any type of drug smuggling, any type Mm -hmm. of drug trafficking. Um, But they also still have the firing squad there. So if the judges decided that that's what they deserved... Tommy and Heather could have gotten the firing squad. Well, Spoiler you... alert, they did not. Right. But still is on the table. I feel like you should have took your chances in America with that. But okay. I mean, you got out on the good end. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, in Indonesia, you know, and here we do, you know, trial by jury, a jury of your peers, you know, unless you're anything other than white. Um, and... But in Indonesia, they are judged by three judges. And then at the end of the trial, the judges deliberate. And then they hand down, you know, whatever sentencing or charges or whatever the case may be. Right. So the trial starts. And Heather and Tommy are sticking to their story. It was self-defense. Sheila started attacking us. She was a racist. She couldn't deal. And the prosecutors were like, okay, but we also got these text messages, though, from Tommy's phone to you planning the murder. And also, Tommy's cousin slash homeboy, Robert Ryan Justin Bibbs, also helping y'all plan the murder. So, self-defense where? Right. Okay? It's all looking real premeditated. Okay. So, in these text messages between Tommy and his cousin, Robert... They're talking about how they going to get money, how they going to get rich, how Heather's going to pay Tommy $50,000 to take out her mom. And Robert's like, bro, you got to do it for your fam. Like, this is what you got to do. Go ahead and hit that lick. And Tommy's like, you know what, boy? I don't know if I can do it. And then he's like, look, just make sure no cameras around. Make sure that you keep it all clean. And you be in there, my boy. You good. And he's like, okay, bro. (laughs) Got to see it through, my boy. Heather just texts me. I'm going to go kill her mama that's not exactly what he said verbatim but that's pretty much what the conversation alluded right, to
0: what the text messages were saying
1: right gotcha. um and so on the other end heather and tommy are also texting during this this time okay and so they're talking about the best way that they can kill her well maybe we should try to we have to make it look like an accident because mm-hmm. robert said we got to make it look like an accident so we got to make it look like an accident you know maybe we should drown her um they started talking about at one point heather had tried to poison her mom earlier in the day, and it didn't work. So they're trying to think of other plans. Like,
0: oh, my, oh, my God. They're
1: referring to themselves as Bonnie and Clyde. I'm like, oh, oh my wow. God. It's really wow. annoying. So anyway, so they're like, okay, let's wait till she get, goes to sleep, and then maybe we'll try to smother her. Whatever. So anyway, the Heather had apparently been trying for months to get somebody to kill her mom. Okay, I read the alpha david for robert ryan justin bibbs right um because his trial was the only trial that happened here in the states so okay. that was the only alpha david i could find but i read his and he had said that month months prior to the bali trip like heather had come to him on multiple occasions right. and said do you know anybody who would kill my mom for money basically like i really hate her i want her gone she gets on my nerves she just i can't do it wow okay. really right and so finally, and I guess she had also asked Tommy a few times, but then at first Tommy was like, nah. And she was like, well, you remember my dad died. Well, mm-hmm. he left this inheritance and he left it to me. So when I turned 21 in like three years, cause she was 19 at this time, um, I'm gonna get like $11 million. Wow. No, ma'am. It's closer to like 1.3. Right. And okay. And now she ain't got none of it. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that, the, the Police now have all this evidence from the text messages that clearly show the premeditation of this murder. Mm-hmm. It was also found in emails that Sheila was sending her friend Elliot, and we had talked about earlier, um, that Sheila already knew that Heather was pregnant prior to the trip. So why are you bringing him out here to tell her something she already know? how she already know? I don't know. I just know that he had he had an a email from weeks earlier where he where heather had told him not heather sheila had told her friend elliot that's who had the email right that heather was pregnant by tommy wow yeah so she had already known weeks earlier so witnesses
0: and evidence it's just (laughs) oh wow okay exactly
1: so after all of this okay okay we are in the trial okay we are into the thick of it and in the middle of the trial heather gives birth She has her baby. She has a daughter named Stella. I hear she's a very beautiful girl. Um, And they are finally handed down their sentences a few months later. Okay. Tommy was found guilty of premeditated murder, and Heather was found guilty of aiding and abetting a murderer. Tommy received 18 years in an Indonesian prison, while Heather received 10 years in an Indonesian prison. Now, the judges did say that Heather giving birth during the trial did have some effect on, like, their leniency on her sentence. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Heather's daughter, Stella, was able to stay in the prison with her for a while, for about two years. Um, And then she was given up to one of Heather's friends who still lives in Bali. Okay. Um, And... So let's get back to this money. You know, we were talking about the money. Her dad left her the money. Okay. So when dad died, let's first go back a little bit. When dad died, okay, Heather was Sheila and James's only child, but Heather was James's fifth child.
0: Mm. And he left
1: everything solely to Heather, did not give anything to a single child or a single other baby
0: mama.
1: Wow. He had two other ex wives, more trauma. Keep going. Keep going. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So when all of this happened, you know, you trying so hard to murder people to get to the money. Her family's like, yeah, no, you can't have the money. So. So when you say her family says she couldn't have
0: the money, you talking about the other siblings?
1: No, not the other siblings. I believe it was her uncle on her father's side who said she couldn't have it yeah who made the petition to say that she cannot have it so what they did was they took that money and they put it into a trust for her daughter stella where stella can't access it until she's 30
0: okay
1: (laughs) let me tell you something you can't be responsible in your 20s man and, and not
0: only that look at the look at the background this girl is coming from yeah so not only do you have a traumatic mother a toxic marriage, mm-hmm. probably abusive parenting, mm-hmm. emotionally, mentally abusive parenting. You have the the daughter murdering and plotting to kill her mother. Yep. She and she is going through a she's going through a trial, pregnant. Mm-hmm. So this baby is literally gestated, gestation, right? I'm not saying it right. But anyway, <laughs> she marinating in her mommy's stomach it under did. these conditions. Mm-hmm. This takes a toll. Absolutely. The energy don't go nowhere if you don't deal with it. But right into that baby. It's going right into her. So I don't blame you. They mm-hmm. should have said 35.
1: <laughs> okay?
0: Because let me tell you something. The, back, the history alone, the generational curse on this family alone is enough to just, yeah, we have to wait that out. I'm glad, though, the uncle made the choice for the baby because the baby is the innocent party here.
1: Yeah, that's what everybody said, that the baby is the innocent innocent party. party. And
0: he could have very well took the money himself, but he did the right thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kudos, uncle, you know, for doing the right thing. So how much money... Is in it for baby Stella, adult Stella, yeah. when she becomes 30. <laughs>
1: um, again, I still think it's around that $1.3 number. Okay. We're still around that one. Nowhere near. I didn't find anything other than the stuff that Heather pulled out of her ass. I didn't find anything close right. to $11, 11 million in yeah. anything. Yeah. And hopefully
0: they put it in an interest-bearing account.
1: Let's hope. Let's so it'll be a lot up.
0: more by the time she's 30.
1: Let's hope somebody's smart. Yes. Um... Okay, so people are really upset about Heather's stay in the Bali prison, though. Okay, people are really upset, they're really up in arms. So, why are they upset about the Bali prison? I'm gonna tell you. So, oh, my bad. in this prison, so of course, like every prison, there are issues in this prison. Um, there are drug issues, apparently, the drugs run very rampant in this prison, and mm-hmm. it's also very, very overcrowded. Um, I watched a documentary on this prison, and it said that the inmates. <coughs> There are only supposed to be about 90 inmates in this prison, and they're sitting at about 400. Um, But everybody is, it's very chill, it's very relaxed, everybody is very respectful. Um, The inmates, they don't have to dress like inmates, they get to wear casual clothes, they get to have cell phones, they can smoke cigarettes. Um, It's very much focused on the actual rehabilitation of the person, and not so much as punishing the person. As it should be. Um, there are only eight guards in this entire prison and for 400 people and they're all unarmed because that, but because there is a level of mutual respect between the guards and the inmates. I personally, I think that's a good thing. I think the fact well, that they focus on a lot, though, right. for eight
0: people to come on now. That, yeah. That's, that's excessive. That's abuse. <laughs> that's come on now. I'm overworked and that's probably like, that's, underpaid. 50
1: per, that's 50 people per person.
0: So, yeah. That's a lot that's of people. That's a lot of people. Absolutely. And no guards. Now, I definitely understand them wearing their casual clothes. They get to have cell phones. Mm-hmm. So at this point, do they get to leave?
1: Um, I don't think so. I think if they do get to leave, it's like a like a work day program. So like you leave for okay. the day, you come back at night, and, right. you know, it's how we... Like a work release. Exactly. Gotcha. So like, okay. you know, we can okay. get you acclimated to working and being in the real world again, right. of course. Right, right. And that's habilitation, not slave wages and, you know... Exactly.
0: Making license plates. Is what you're <laughs>
1: making license plates. That's
0: funny. Doing it's laundry, funny say that. Doing laundry, doing a number of things in prison as free labor.
1: Okay, so here you go. Hold okay. On. Okay. So in August of 2018, um, there was a video of the prisoners that was released. And it was a video of them dancing. They had this dance performance that they put on for the Indonesian Indo- National Independence Day. OK, apparently this program was put together by the prison to try to help um, to try to help them learn to work together, kind of aid to get in the rehabilitation, kind of show them teamwork and what it's like to, you know, do all the the basic stuff you should have learned in elementary school. Okay, but yeah, people were pissed. They were lived. How dare you? How dare she be smiling? How dare she have jeans on? How dare she laugh? Oh my God, no. And you know, I think I've seen
0: that video mm-hmm. because she even had on some sunglasses. Yes, she had on some Gucci sunglasses. Yes, yes And she, did. she actually participated in the dance. Yes. Yeah. She was dancing, having a great time,
1: living her life. And I
0: remember the comments were horrific.
1: Yeah awful and so you remember elliot that we talked about a couple times he was getting the emails from sheila right um he is absolutely disgusted he believes that heather should have been tried in an american in an american courtroom and been sent to an american prison where she is making license plates all day (laughs) and making two dollars a month and that's what she deserves and never see her daughter again literally yeah that's Mm -hmm. what he would like wow so slavery Right. Yeah. Right. Um. So, because this prison is kind of looser, right. you know, on the rules, uh-huh. Um. Heather decided that she wanted to be a YouTuber. And so she put out a series of short videos. These videos are only a couple of minutes long. If you watch all the videos in one stretch, like, you're not even sitting there for 10 minutes. But in these <laughs> okay. videos, she's like... When you watch these videos, she's really not all there. Like, you can tell that she's had a lot of time to think about this. Yes. And even in the time that you've had to think about this, you're still not saying anything good. Okay. So, in her videos, she says that two weeks before they took the trip to Bali, she found out that her mother actually killed her father when they were in Athens. How so?
0: Yeah, you got to come with the
1: details. Yeah, you got to come with the proof. You got to come with the because evidence. Because dad's dead, mom's dead. Who are you protecting? And it's a and he died from a pulmonary embolism. Like, like she figured out how to give him a pulmonary. Like we have medical reports that say it wasn't. Yeah, like and he was sick. Exactly. So okay. no, let Heather okay. tell it. She found out that her mom killed her dad. And she found this out two weeks before they went to Bali. So in her mind, she started plotting the murder. She was, she wanted to murder her mom. She had made it up. She said in her heart, in her soul, in the oxygen that runs through her body. She had made the decision to kill her mother. Wow. Right. Um, And so, you know, she admits to also bringing Tommy into it. She says that Tommy was... He was there because he was her boyfriend, but he didn't do all the things that they said he did. So she said that she would take his phone and she would have the text message conversations between the two of them and then delete them before Tommy could see and... That she was the one who actually bludgeoned her mother to death, and that she told Tommy that he had to take the fall because if she took the fall, then of course she wouldn't get the money, so he had to take the fall, or that he was going to be up for the death penalty is what her and her lawyers told Tommy. Yeah. What? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't. I don't know. How did she convince? She says what? she what? look. I'm confused. confused. She admits to setting up Tommy because she did not want to go to jail alone in a different country. That's literally what she said. I didn't want to be alone in prison in a foreign country. I wanted somebody to go with me. It wasn't Tommy's fault. It wasn't his battle to fight, but I brought him into it. So is he in the same prison with her? Yes, they are in the same prison. Mm -hmm. So this Um, is a a, a co-ed
0: prison? Yeah. Wow. hmm Okay. Keep it going. All
1: right. Um, so Heather also says that she does not regret killing her mother. Wow. Okay? The only thing that she regrets is, like she said, bringing Tommy into it. Um, later, after these YouTube videos came out and then everybody started scrutinizing her, of course, she recants her story. It's not how it happened. I don't know what the new story is. I don't care what the new story is. The only thing that she's proven up until now is that she's a liar. Um. Tommy is now a born again Christian and has baptized more than 50 prisoners. Um he asks what he thinks of Heather and he replied that Heather is a black hole. I am guilty of the murder and that's why I am here. I did it along with Heather, but my reasons for killing Sheila were different than hers, he says. Uh she had an objective and I was emo- ed- I was emotionally tagged along. I don't want to sound like a crybaby or a bitch. Or that I'm not a man, but I was emotionally tricked. And so now he's just trying to make up for... He's literally just trying to wash the blood off his hands. They were talking to him about how he's up for parole in a couple years. Yeah. And even though he's up for parole, he's like, look, I just want to I want to do my time. I want to help as many people as I can. Like, I did something wrong and I need to pay for it. Wow. So Wow. So, yeah. Um... They have
0: this kid together, so... They do. How are they co-parenting? Did you find that out?
1: I didn't find anything about them co-parenting. As far as I know... I'm not sure if Heather – I didn't really find a lot about what happened with Stella. I know that, you know, of course she was in the prison with Heather for the first two years. Mm-hmm. And then one of Heather's friends who is Australian right, took her in. But apparently this Australian friend still lives in Bali. Okay. And so Heather has decided when she get out of prison, she ain't going back to America. She's just going to be in Bali. And so – and she wants to get her daughter back at that time. But I don't know about any visitation or what they have going on there. Right. Um. Yeah, they broke up a few months after the trial, so – Wow. And he been like, yeah. And even um what's his name? Robert Ryan Justin Bibbs. Mm-hmm. We he like his even, name, don't we? I do like his name. Okay,
0: great. We like his name. <laughs> and
1: uh-huh. so he even told, but he even told the police when he was doing his Alpha David. He even said the same thing about Heather. Heather has nothing good in her. He said that there is no positive energy that leaves her body ever.
0: Wow. And you got a baby boy, though. You got a... right I'm just saying, yeah. we got to be careful. We got to be careful.
1: So, yeah, that is the story of Heather Mack and the tragic murder of Sheila Von
0: Weiss Mack. That right there is just, there is so much to unpack. <laughs> um,
1: I know. I mean, there is <laughs> That's so I to do much this one.
0: to unpack with this. Like, I'm just, I'm at a loss. Of so much, mm-hmm. but I really, you know,
1: oh my God, I can't, I can't even think right now. Okay, okay. so I'm going to give you a little bit more information, though, because I, okay. I do have like a couple more things. Um, I didn't write these down, but these are things that I still have in my brain that I feel okay. like are important to mention. So sure. in the YouTube videos that Heather posted, okay, um, she also alleged that Sheila was also very abusive, that she was abusive, that she had a drinking problem, and she said that people thought that Heather was just, you know, a troubled kid who was out partying all the time. But according to Heather, like, most nights she was at home trying to keep her mom from drinking herself to death or trying to keep her mom from beating on her. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy did say that he did, that they were abusive to each other, Heather and Sheila. It was equal footing Absolutely. on the abuse front. Absolutely. Um, he said that Sheila did have some drinking issues that he would, you know, experience her drinking right. every now and again. Absolutely. And so that's why he really, you know, Felt for Heather. He right. felt bad for her. You know, right. nobody ha- nobody wants to be in that situation absolutely. with their mom.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Um, do I think that the abuse was as one-sided as Heather made it? Absolutely not. Because don't nobody call the police 87 times for no reason. Okay, ma'am.
0: okay. <laughs> okay,
1: like, I read through. All- now we have documentation. We have all the documentation, okay? And right. I read through all of the times that the police came, and uh-huh. it was, I mean, and they were coming days after each other. Like, it was... February 14th, February 15th, February 16th, March 18th. Like it was like back yeah. to back right after each other. Wow. For a, for like three years, this went on. Wow. And every time they were called, Heather said, get that bitch away from me. I can't stand her. I'm going to kill her. Right. Heather bites her mother and is sent to a, Her and her mother were arguing, and now she's run away. Heather kicked her mother and her broken ankle. She pushed her mother. She hit her mother. She's throwing this. She's saying yeah. that they're yelling. They're arguing. Yeah, it was too much. I, it.
0: it I, when I say it's it a lot a to lot. unpack, it's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, because you know, again, I do believe that Heather had some level of abuse. Hmm. Um, but mom should have again, had to take the initiative to get her help. Yeah. But see, when we, when we have to get our kids help, we know that we have to get help, too, because we got to change. Mm-hmm. So, I don't want her in an inpatient facility because that mean I got to face my stuff. Yep. I mean, I got to do it differently. They can't make her right,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I not be right. But I ain't ready to face my right. So no, so we, we just can don't handle keep it. Going like this. We can handle it. We just keep busting heads on each other. <laughs> we'll handle it. We'll we'll handle it. We'll throw a, tr- a Bali trip in, right?
1: Okay. And if it makes it better,
0: right? We'll. I'll charge her with theft. Right. I'll put in the criminal system.
1: Uh, but yes, Absolutely. the comments
0: are off the chain. People, I I saw that video. I think I saw a story on this particular story, which mm-hmm. is why I thought we did this story. I'm like, did we do this? <laughs> um, but um, I think everyone, all of the comments, everybody saying they should throw the book at people and just, you know, they should be mur- They should have the. They should have gotten a death penalty. This loving mother took it. Care- Took care of her, and you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Right. You don't know what gets a child to that point of killing a mother. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not condoning her killing her mother, but you don't wake up one day and just decide I want my mom dead. And decide I want my mama dead. This had to be a process over time. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. Let me t- let me tell you something.
1: What you gonna do?
0: This is. An exact mirror story of my sister. Mm-hmm. My sister, who we have the same father. She has a brother, and of course, she has her mom, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but her brother was not by my dad. Um, but he suffered from schizophrenia. Mm. He did the exact same thing. He killed his mother. Mm put her body in a bedroom Mm. and my sister was like I was trying to get a hold of her for days and I just couldn't get a hold of her and so she had a friend do a welfare check and eventually they called the cops they found him hiding in a closet Mm. and the mother's been dead for days in the bed Mm. but look And I had to tell my sister this, because I'm like, baby, I love you. I understand that, you know, this is very, very difficult. And we've had several conversations about it over time. But I told her there were signs that led up to this. Mm -hmm. That meant he had to be abusive for a while. You don't just up and, like I say, I don't. You don't up and murder people. You don't up and murder people. You don't. No. They are there are signs, and especially for me, mm-hmm. being a victim of domestic violence, that it is gradual.
1: Yeah,
0: it is abuse. is gradual. It starts with the with with the words. It starts with emotional manipulation, emotional abuse. Then it goes to verbal. Then it goes to physical. Yep. And once it goes to physical, you have you in too deep. You in. Right, which is so important why people should get out, but you know, unlike majority of people who felt like they should have got the death penalty, looking at their backgrounds, these were damaged, traumatic children.
1: Yeah, you
0: Absolutely. cannot put a needle in an arm of an 18 year old, they have not, they don't know, they don't know nothing. What, what, when do you know? So, I'm my, my hat goes off to Bali. And the Indonesian structure of their justice system. Mm-hmm. Rehabilitate. please Treat them like people. Find out. Let's get down to the root of cause of this. Cause this. Yeah. You know and if she's a black hole thank you for not returning to America. Okay. We, we got <laughs> no black hole. We don't, we we don't want to. Alright. Thank you if we you are just a black mess. hole.
1: You stay right there in Bali. And don't ever come back.
0: Don't ever come back. We good. We, we good over to. here. We good over here. So I hope that uh somebody learned something from Heather Mack. Go ahead and do your own research on absolutely. what
1: absolutely I hope went you... down with
0: this young lady, but I really do hope they find the peace and the love and the joy and the understanding. Definitely my head goes off to Tommy yeah. for taking responsibility, you know, yeah. for his actions.
1: I hope that Tommy finds the peace and the love and the joy that he deserves. Yeah. I'm going to put the link to Heather's YouTube videos in the description box. And you guys can watch that and tell me what you think. I think she's just unhinged and there's very little hope there. Um I'm praying for Stella because she's going to need it. Absolutely, because her
0: tra- her trauma has been happening all her life. Yeah, This didn't start at 10 when her dad died. Mm-mm. It didn't. It, it started before you were born. It started way before that. Mama didn't get a drinking problem. Mama, you've been had a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. You've been had a drinking problem, so I going not understand it. <laughs> Crazy. So, yeah. Check it out. Give us your thoughts. Leave our comments. Follow us on Instagram at a Daughters Dilemma. And also, send us an email at adaughtersdilemma at gmail.com. So tell us your stories. Um, if there's something that you want to hear about a mother and daughter relationship, hey, write us. Let us know we are open for the hard conversations. That's what we do. That's all we do. We do hard conversations over here. I'm talking tears, snot running out your <laughs> nose. Real. You got to be real mad. You're going to be mad, but you're going to be all right, mm-hmm. right? Because that's an emotion that you can get over. And so we thank you for tuning in to this episode of a Daughter's Dilemma podcast. Heather Mack, True Crime.
1: I'm Rodnick, the daughter.
0: And I am Nefra, the mother. And remember that
1: every woman is
0: someone's daughter. And every daughter can be an excellent mother. Until next time.